Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Necessary Roughness. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, T.J., we're a day later than we normally do. Um, Part of that was because, and I'm not sure what the reports, the reports were that you were out partying all weekend. Oh, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe... Maybe we'll accept the fact that you were a little under the weather yesterday. But also, hey, last night, Monday night's game between the Seahawks and the Eagles impacted the Lions. And if the Eagles had won, Lions would have been guaranteed solidified a spot in the playoffs. Seahawks won. The fact that they will be in the playoffs, they still have a little work to do. But they control their own destiny at least to the number two seed. With Seattle winning that, it puts Dallas at number two. Obviously, the Lions play Minnesota this weekend. They play Dallas uh, on you know the second to last week of the season. And if they win, if they win out, the Detroit Lions will be the number two seed. Possibly the one seed. Possibly I mean, the I, one. Look, I'm got, not going to get wild and crazy. No, but you need San Fran to – and look, San Fran I don't think is – if you look at can they you know drop two of the next three, um, you know I think they have to play at L.A., Last game of the season, LA is probably going to have a lot to play for. The Rams with a playoff right. spot. That's a division game you never know. The Rams could be playing for the right to and play I Detroit. Think, I think this week they got to take on Baltimore. But so, it's at home. right. Yeah, right. I get that. But it's not unrealistic to say, Correct. oh, can San Fran drop a couple? They're not, yeah, playing, they're not playing Arizona, Arizona twice or yeah. Carolina, you know, Carolina. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of help. This weekend, obviously, first and foremost, did what they were supposed to do, get back on the winning track. Yep. Um, man, it feels like every week it's just such a roller coaster, right? After <laughs> after Chicago, it's like, oh, man, we'll be lucky to get the four seed or a wild card. And and then they win, and then, you know, Dallas loses, Philly loses. Yep. Like, man, the two seed's back in play, right? So it's just it's, – it's a fun roller coaster we've been on, feels like, the past month of the season. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, you're in a position right now where – you don't have to scoreboard watch. Like everything is right in front of you this week specifically, guys. We take care of business against Minnesota. The number one goal that we've been that we've set out for Easy. since March or you know April, whenever this team came together for OTAs, is win the division. Um, that is right in front of you. That is six days away from having an opportunity uh, to go to Minnesota and accomplish that. Still with a couple games left to play. Um, it's incredible, really, when you think about, uh, you know, just the journey, not only this year, but the last three years, right? And the plan that Brad and, and one, yeah, one and six right, start yeah. last year. And, you know, and, and Dan, you know, the plan's coming in, and who knows what their real plans were by year three. Um, I'm sure when the division was a possibility, but, you know, for them to now what looks like not only win the division – have a chance to maybe make a run for a couple weeks in the playoffs. 
I'd be shocked if that was on their to-do list by year three. So uh, I'm looking at the big picture here right now, and I know we're feeling really good about ourselves, you know, coming off of this week, uh, the the Denver win. Um, But, man, they are ahead of schedule. They just are. And it's a fun team. When they play like that, um, you know, I, I don't see any reason why, you know, you can't, be up there with the big dogs in the NFC. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I would expect you to beat San Fran or I would expect you to go to Dallas and beat them, but it's looking a lot more like a possibility than it was two weeks ago. You know what I mean? This style of football is the style of football you need to play come playoff time. And if you're pass protecting and you're running the ball and you're doing whatever you want on offense, like that travels, you know what I mean? That's how you win games in December and in January and make a run. Uh, we've seen it, what, probably really five times this year with this offensive line together, um, and the stats have been incredible. You know what I mean? Like you can you can compete with any team in the NFL. Uh, you play that style of football. We obviously know the last couple of weeks the, the issue has, has been consistency. Hopefully that Denver game was that one that you're like, man, okay, we're back. Like we got all that other shit out of our system. We're taking care of the football. We're back to our identity on offense, defense. We're back to playing with a little bit more confidence that we saw early in the season. And um, you've been on teams like I have, John, this time of year where, you know, you really feel like you got a chance to do something special. And uh, man, that's, that's all the motivation I think you need right there, you know, to finish the season strong. Well, you get to a certain point in the off season, right? Where you're like, gosh, the season itself seems like it's so far away. And we finally get a chance to go to Kansas city and you come away with a win. And throughout the course of a season, you're going to have highs and lows. And this year it's, it's been no different than any other year where you've got highs and lows. Well, I guess it's been different because there's been more highs than lows, but you do, you finally get to December and you're in a position where you control your own destiny and the season seems so much shorter. All the goals seem attainable. And that is win the division. Then you got two weeks left. You get a chance to go to Dallas and, and you talk about a, a game plan traveling Dallas and Buffalo, Buffalo, absolutely owned Dallas because they ran the ball and they controlled the line of scrimmage. What we just saw the Lions do against Denver, if they do that same thing in Dallas, they'll win that game and they'll be sitting in the number two spot. Now all of a sudden everything seems so much shorter because it's week to week at that point. You go and you you, you host Minnesota at home, you finish up the regular season, you prepare for your first playoff game. And at that point, it's win or go home and everything is on the table. Everything's the table and you start to build ahead of steam. You start to get that momentum, that confidence that you need to be playing with at this time of the year. And yeah, it's exciting, but let's, let's go back because I want to talk more about this game. Jared Goff's performance, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, the defense. What was it for a Denver team that was coming in white hot? They were six and one and there was no confidence that the lions could put a, a performance together like that. Was there anything that surprised you on Saturday night? Um, The defense certainly did, you know, to start that game when your offense came out with the first three possessions, you know, you're moving the ball and then you, you know, couldn't really find a way to convert on third downs. Um, That's, that's a point in the games that have gone South this year where they've struggled, whether it's the start of the first quarter, whether it's the start of the third quarter, if they hit a lull offensively, that's where you start to see, Oh man, we're down. 10 we're down 13 you know what I mean like we're asking our defense to you know keep getting you know big time stops um you know offense we got to take care it kind of seemed like it was going to be one of those games that was going to be 
low scoring. You know, both offenses struggling. Uh, I thought our defense, <clears throat> it looked different. You know what I mean? It looked different watching uh, in person. It looked different down on the field. It looked different from the sideline. It looked more like what we saw the first half of the season when the defense was flying around and playing with a ton of confidence and playing cocky and being loud and and talking shit and being physical. You know what I mean? I think that they they lost a little bit of that over the past, yeah. you know, when they hit that kind of that, that low there, the three out of four weeks where, you know, things weren't very, going very Turnovers good for them. Yeah. And and but it didn't look like the same defense, like confidence wise. You know what I mean? It looked like a defense that was kind of uh, they were playing a little hesitant. They were playing a little scared. Timid. They were playing a little timid. You know, there was a lot of pressure on them. That Denver game looked like guys cut it, cut it loose. You know what I mean? Let's get back to playing our physical style where we're violent, we're fast, and we're going to go out and set the tone. And that's what it looked like for me. I mean, some of the hits that they were able to generate on, on Russell Wilson were pretty hellacious. I mean, Melifonu drilled him on that sack fumble. Yeah. Uh, Melifonu was a big dude coming off the edge to uh, that safety, you know, 6'4", 220. He's a big guy. But they hit him early. They hit him often. They stopped the run. Uh, the defense for me – was the biggest surprise I think I, I didn't I didn't think Denver's offense was great by any means right um but Denver had been playing really really good and they were playing with really high confidence where ours were starting to slip it looked like to start that game our defense just showed up and said I don't give a shit what our offense does today you're not moving the ball on us you know what I mean we're gonna hit yeah. you every single freaking play we're gonna make our presence known we're gonna play physical we're gonna fly around and you're gonna feel it the whole damn day that was the type of attitude it looked like they were playing with and that's what I saw a lot earlier in this season uh, when they were holding teams to six points you know what I mean uh, or Tampa and and Atlanta, you yeah. know, teams that could not find a way. The first half of the Green Bay game, you know, when they allowed three points, it looked like they got their characteristic back. It looked like they got their identity back on defense. And a lot of that was, you know, we talk about the young players on offense, you know, with Gibbs and Laporta. <clears throat> I mean, the young guys on defense, you know what I mean? Uh, Tracy Walker not playing. Jerry Jacobs not playing. You're going with Ify Melifonwu. You're going with Vildor. You're going with Khalil Dorsey. Guys that have not given you big-time snaps up to this point in the season, and they're getting opportunities to go out there and say, you know what, we, we need you guys. We got we, we need you to go out there and compete. And guys like that stepping up and making a difference. You know what I mean? Jack Campbell, uh, Aiden Hutchinson obviously still being in year two. Right, he's put together a couple really nice games in a row now. Had a good game against Chicago, offsides penalty kind of you know threw a damper on that a little bit. Uh, but you've got your young guys that yeah. you know are are not taking a step back. They're all they're finding ways to get better, and that for me is so damn encouraging because every single year you you see young guys and you see potential and you see man like yeah he's going to be good and give him a couple more years. But they always seem to hit a stretch of the season where it's like. Man, rookie wall, right? You can see them starting to get worn out a little bit. These rookies and these young players look like they just continue to get better every single damn week, and they need them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need to lean on these young guys, and they're stepping up. They're answering the bell. Um, we, I know we kind of make fun. I make fun of sometimes, you know, when when they talk about, hey, we got to bring the right type of people in. You know what I mean? Like, we, we got the right character, uh, you know, uh, those type of guys. It's easy to kind of poke fun at once in a while. Uh, but you're seeing it make a difference, man. You're seeing just like blue collar guys show up, young players that are just uh, producing at a much higher rate than they probably should be, or than a lot of other rookies are doing around the league. Um, this is kind of a this this is feels like a youth movement on this team. And also, you don't do that without great veteran leadership, too, right? I mean, they're looking at these guys. Frank Ragnow is a guy who I think sets an incredible example for guys. Yeah. 
around the team when it comes to uh, playing a little beat up when it comes to pain management and tolerance and, hey, man, I got to push it, right? I'm doing it for you guys. Uh, those type of things are are contagious to the rest of your locker room. Uh, but, man, i just so impressed with the young guys, what they've been able to do on this team and, um, you know, not even just, like, play, but play at a freaking high level and, like, be, like, major contributors and major reasons why this team is sitting where they're at right now. So let's take this defense a step further. Um, when and I think against Minnesota, this is a defense that could be highly effective against the Minnesota offense against Dask Prescott. And we'll talk about more about it next week, but there's only three games left. Can they take as many chances as they did? Uh, the Detroit defense, whether it's hey, bring in a safety from eight yards deep or bring in a field corner on a corner blitz, can they take that many chances in Dallas against Dallas? Dallas, I don't know. I mean, Dallas, we know, is a completely different team yeah. when they're at home, right? Um, when they can use their snap count and they can, you know, they don't have to go silent. And, and Dak, you know, he's doing a really nice job of, of uh, you know, getting some free plays, you know, with this cadence and, and with this tone. And uh, they're a different team uh, uh, at, at home than they are on the road. It, that's very evident, all right? I think they've won 18 straight games at AT&T yeah. Stadium. Um, so that's going to be a tough game. But I think you have to do that against Minnesota. Anytime you play, uh, you know, a backup quarterback, that's how you force them into errors. You force errors by getting pressure, right? Because those guys are so hell-bent on – I got to make a play. I got to make a play. I got to make a play. Right. And we saw it last week with Nick Mullins a couple times, you know, where he's just forcing incredibly stupid passes. One, he's getting sacked and just kind of flips it up. Right. He's starting to think too much a little bit. I think you have to play that way against Minnesota. When it comes to Dallas, I don't really know what type of plan we're going to see. <laughs> I mean, Dallas is uh, they're a team that's got, they've got playmakers all over the damn field, offense, defense. I want to probably wait another week, you know, to see, uh, what our defense does this week to see how we can build off of that going into Dallas. Um, but you're going to have to do it against Minnesota. I, I think you have to. And Minnesota, look, they try to take a lot of pride uh, in running the ball right now. Anytime you're down a couple quarterbacks, what, the third guy now, you know, yeah. they moved on from Dobbs, it seems like. Uh, you're going to try to pound the rock. You're going to try to control the game. You're going to try to play stingy defense. But I think this defense has to have a similar plan where – it's a lot of unscouted looks. You know what I mean? Like the stuff we saw in Denver, we hadn't really seen the whole season. We hadn't seen safeties coming from right. 15 yards deep. We haven't seen a corner blitz, you know, coming from way outside by the sideline. Uh, now that you put those things on tape, now you've got maybe some tendencies that Minnesota's probably going to look at. How can you even take it a step further and say, hey, last week out of this formation, you know, we brought this corner. Hey, we can bluff that. Now we're bringing two guys from the opposite side. We're going to yeah. get one free rusher on the quarterback. That's how. That's the Aaron Glenn mind game that he's got to play this week. How can you find a way uh, to confuse this Minnesota passing attack, especially uh, that has gotten better now that they've gotten Justin Jefferson back. But I think that this got to be part of your identity of your defense, man. And for me, it's almost, I think we, man, maybe four weeks ago, I'm trying to remember the show where we said, you know what, you're not a good enough defense to just play cover three, right? And, hey, on third down, we're playing man, right? We don't care if you know what we're doing. We're just better than you. We're going to lock you down. You, you don't have those type of players yet, right? So you have to be this team that you got to be a little exotic sometimes. you got to come up with some different ways to uh, produce pressure and to generate, uh, you know, free runners at the quarterback and try to confuse teams and, and giving unscouted looks. Like, it took a while for them to get to that, but that's what they did against Denver. That's what they did a little bit against Justin Fields where, 
you know, good portion of that game, they were disrupting him. They were confusing him. They were hitting him and sacking him after, you know, the first drive. But uh, I think that this has got to be part of your your identity now moving forward. I think every week you're going to have to have, whether it's a first down package, you know, a run stopping blitz, or whether it's a third down package where it's something we haven't shown before. This is new. We're going to rep the hell out of it in practice. And guys, when we get it in the game, we got to make sure it works because, you know, that's, that, that's, that's how, I don't want to say you, want to trick teams at this yeah. point of the season but that's how you play really good defense when you're able to get stops on third down when you're able to get stops uh in the red zone like we've seen this team do uh now you know for a couple weeks in a row that's that's got to be part of your identity moving forward i don't want to see them go back to hey we're just a four down front and we're gonna drop seven guy you know and hope somebody gets to the pass rush you know somebody gets a one-on-one and can win you know what i mean we've seen enough of that i think this defense certainly looks at their best right now when you can multiple when you have multiple fronts multiple looks multiple pressures that you're just throwing teams off and you're going to have to do it again especially against Minnesota with a backup quarterback yeah and when you talk about multiple let's talk about offense just a little bit because we know what you can do with Amon Ross St. Brown back over 100 yards receiving this week um Laporta uh I mean five catches three of them for touchdowns and then you start working in Jamison Williams had seven targets, four catches in, in this game. And you start to find ways to get more people, the ball offensively, where is the lions offense in terms of just being a dynamic offense and not being predictable. Uh, I mean, we've seen now, I think the extremes on both sides yeah. over the last two games, right? The second yeah. half against Chicago, when your offensive line struggles and when your pass game struggles, this team ain't going nowhere, right? The good extreme against Denver, when you're protecting, you know, Jared Goff and nobody's getting close to the quarterback and you're running the ball efficiently every single carry, you're going to be really, really hard to beat. You know what I mean? I think the one thing that kind of confused me a little bit, and maybe this was more cat and mouse during the week, Denver had, I think, the worst rushing defense they were giving up over five yards a carry yeah and uh, like 170 on the ground average i want to say 100 maybe that's high maybe 150 Uh, but they were the worst rush defense in the nfl so i think that was a little cat mouse game during the week that said hey we're a run team they stink at the run they're probably expecting us to come out and try to pound the rock let's go out there and throw the ball you know what i mean because i think the first three drives there was like 10 passes and three runs you know what i mean which which was a little confusing but um you know when you when when i went back and looked at the game they were trying to get you know the deep passing game going early they were trying to use jameson's speed to and even though they didn't connect on any early in the game um, you could tell how that affected the defense. You know what I mean? Because the rest of the game, you started seeing Denver's defense back up. Like yeah. they kept backing up and backing up and backing up. And that's probably because a couple times in the first couple series, they saw Jamison Williams fly by their face downfield and they probably made adjustments. And that opened everything up for the rest of the game. That got them back into their bread and butter, which is the play action. Hit, look for those intermediate routes over the middle of the field that Amon Ra likes to live in that area, right? Um, the tight end, you know, kind of going over the middle of the field, Sam Laporta, right? Like that opened everything up later in the game. And I think Jared Goff started getting comfortable with the protection after the first couple drives he was like you know what these guys ain't getting close to me my offensive lines it's going to be one of those days where i can have a feast let me start 
get my mojo back. Let me get yeah. my confidence. Let me take a couple shots here. Let me take a couple chances. You know what I mean? It's not going to be one, two, three, hit my back foot. No, I got pressure in my face. I'm going to have time today. And it looked like after that, it was just, you know, and I think even the players said it, Ben Johnson, you know, any, mini, mighty, mo, what plays you guys want to run, man? Yeah, like I can working. call anything. Everything's yeah. working. Uh, you know what I mean? And that, and, and it was good to see the passing game get back on rhythm after the first couple drives. Um, but we've seen what this offense needs to do in order to win games, and that's dominate up front. Mm-hmm. That is dominate up front. That is run the ball, play action. You know, we get try not to stay, try not to live in that third and eight plus type of world. If we can stay in that third and two to third and six type of range, pretty high percentage. I, you feel like with this offense and the options that they have, um, and that's 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 the recipe, man. It's it's nothing. It's literally as simple as that, and it's as simple as don't shoot yourself in the foot, right? Don't get holding calls on second and ten. Don't get tripping calls on, you know, second and three. Don't turn the ball over. Don't force the ball in the triple triple coverage. Don't, you know, fumble the ball when you got the, you know, the drive moving a little bit. As long as you do those things, you that's where you feel like I'm confident that they can go head toe to toe with the Philly team. I'm confident they can go toe to toe with the Dallas team. You know what I mean? When you see those type of things, why not? You know what I mean? Why not? Um, but it's obviously it's it's good to be back into this, this feeling, side of things, th- yeah. these emotions this week. You know what I mean? Because there was a little bit of panic going on over the last couple weeks. Uh, it's good to see this team show up and show their true identity again, which is a physical tough football team, a mentally tough football team, a resilient football team. And when they play like that, a really damn fun football team to watch too. Yeah. And a hey, Next week, we should be talking about a division-winning football team. So heading to Minnesota this weekend, Dallas uh, the week after, and then uh, home against Minnesota, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, make sure you stay tuned here for all your Lions information. We're going to take you all the way through the regular season, all the way through the playoffs, and hopefully a nice long playoff run. Thanks for listening to Necessary Roughness.